Clearshore presents Hacking for Defense at Stanford 2020 Lessons Learned Presentations by Steve Blank June 12th, 2020 at steveblank.com We just finished our fifth annual Hacking for Defense class at Stanford. What a year! At the end of the quarter, each of the eight teams give a final Lessons Learned presentation. Unlike traditional demo days or shark tanks, which are, here's how smart I am, please give me money, a Lessons Learned presentation tells the team's story of a 10-week journey of hard-won learning and discovery. For all the teams in a normal year, it's a roller coaster narrative of what happens when you discover that everything you thought you knew on day one was wrong and how they eventually got it right. This year was something different. 32 students were scattered across the globe and given a seemingly impossible assignment. They had 10 weeks to understand and then solve a real Department of Defense problem by interviewing 100 beneficiaries, stakeholders, requirements writers at all, while simultaneously building a series of minimum viable products, all while never leaving their room. Watching each of the teams present, I was left with wonder and awe about what they accomplished. This year, the teams had to overcome two extraordinary pandemic-created hurdles. First, most of the students were sequestered off campus and were scattered across 24 time zones. Each team of four students, who would have spent the quarter working collaboratively in person, instead were never once physically in the same room or location. Second, this class, which is built on the idea of interviewing customers or beneficiaries and stakeholders in person, now had to do all their customer discovery via computer screen. At first, this seemed to be a fatal stake through the heart of the class. How on earth would customer interviews work via video? But we were in for two surprises. First, the students rose to the occasion, and in spite of time and physical distance, Every one of them came together and acted as a unified team. Second, doing customer discovery via video actually increased the number of interviews the students were able to do each week. The eight teams spoke to over 945 beneficiaries, stakeholders, requirements writers, program managers, warfighters, legal, security, customers, etc. A good number of the people the students needed to talk to were sheltering at home, and they weren't surrounded by gatekeepers. While the students missed the context of standing on a Navy ship or visiting a drone control station or watching someone try their app or hardware, the teaching team's assessment was that remote interviews were more than adequate substitute. Going remotely, we made two major changes to the class. Previously, each of the eight teams presented a weekly 10-minute summary of here's what we thought, here's what we did, Here's what we found. Here's what we're going to do next week. While we kept the cadence, it was too exhausting for all the other teams to stare at their screen watching every other team present. So we split the class in half. Four teams went into Zoom breakout rooms where they met with a peer team to discuss common issues. The remaining four were in the main Zoom classroom, one presenting as three watched and listened to the instructor comments, critiques, and suggestions. We rotated the teams through the main room and breakout sessions. The next change was the addition of guest speakers. In the past, I viewed guest speakers as time filler or entertainment that detracted from the limited in-class time we needed to listen to and coach our students. 
but this year we realized that our students had been staring at their screens all day and it was going to fry their heads. They deserved some entertainment or distraction. But in true Hacking for Defense practice, we were going to deliver it in the form of edification and inspiration. Joe Felter and I got out our Rolodexes and invited 10 distinguished guest speakers. Bill Perry, Secretary of Defense 19, James Ellis, Admiral, retired, Vince Brooks, General, retired, David Petraeus, General, retired, Stan McChrystal, General, retired, Chris Morin of Lockheed Martin, Ann Newberger of the NSA, Lisa Hirschman, Chief Management Officer of the Department of Defense, Condoleezza Rice, Secretary of State 66, and Jim Mattis, Secretary of Defense 26. In the Lessons Learned presentation, each of the eight teams presented a two-minute video to provide context about their problem. This was followed by an eight-minute slide presentation describing their customer discovery journey over the 10 weeks. All the teams used the Mission Model Canvas, Customer Development, and Agile Engineering to build minimum viable products, but all their journeys were unique. By the end of the class, all the teams realized that the problem as given by the sponsor had morphed into something bigger, deeper, and much more interesting. The class is part of a bigger idea, mission-driven entrepreneurship. Instead of students or faculty coming in with their own ideas, we now have them working on societal problems, whether they're problems for the State Department or the Department of Defense or nonprofits, non-government organizations, or for the City of Oakland or for energy or the environment or for anything they're passionate about. And the trick is we use the same Lean Launchpad I-Core curriculum and keep the same class structure, experiential, hands-on, driven this time by the mission model, not a business model. The National Science Foundation, National Security Agency, and the Common Mission Project have helped promote the expansion of the methodology worldwide. Mission-driven entrepreneurship is the answer to students who say, I want to give back. I want to make my community, country, or world a better place while solving some of the toughest problems. Hacking for Defense has its origins in the Lean Launchpad class I first taught at Stanford in 2011. I observed that teaching case studies and or how to write a business plan as a capstone entrepreneurship class didn't match the hands-on chaos of a startup and that there was no entrepreneurship class that combined experiential learning with the Lean methodology. Our goal was to teach both theory and practice. The same year we started the class, it was adopted by the National Science Foundation to train principal investigators who wanted to get a federal grant for commercializing their science, an SBIR grant. The NSF observed, the class is a scientific method for entrepreneurship. Scientists understand hypothesis testing and relabeled the class as the NSF I-Core, Innovation Core. The class is now taught in nine regional locations, supporting 98 universities, and has trained over 1,500 science teams. It was adopted by the National Institutes of Health as i at NIH in 2014 and at the National Security Agency in 2015. In 2016, brainstorming with Pete Newell of BMNT and Joel Felter at Stanford, we observed that students in our research universities had little connection to the problems their government was trying to solve or the larger issues civil society were grappling with. Wondering how we could get students engaged, 
we realized the same Lean Launchpad iCore class could provide a framework to do so. That year, we launched both Hacking for Defense and Hacking for Diplomacy with Professor Jeremy Weinstein and the State Department at Stanford. Our primary goal was to teach students lean innovation while they engaged in a national public service. Today, if college students want to give back to their country, they think of Teach for America, the Peace Corps, or AmeriCorps, or perhaps the U.S. Digital Service, or the GSA's 18F. Few consider opportunities to make the world safer with the Department of Defense, intelligence community, or other government agencies. Next, we wanted the students to learn about the nation's threats and security challenges while working with innovators inside the DOD and intelligence community. And while doing so, teach our sponsors, the innovators inside the Department of Defense and intelligence community, that there is a methodology that can help them understand and better respond to rapidly evolving asymmetric threats. And if we could get teams to rapidly discover the real problems in the field using lean methods, and only then articulate the requirements to solve them, could defense acquisition programs operate at speed and urgency and deliver timely and needed solutions. Finally, we wanted to familiarize students with the military as a profession, its expertise, and its proper role in society. And conversely, show our sponsors in the Department of Defense and Intelligence community that civilian students can make a meaningful contribution the problem understanding and rapid prototyping of solutions to real-world problems. What started as a class is now a movement. Hacking for Defense is offered in over 35 universities, but quickly following, Oren Herskowitz starting Hacking for Energy at Columbia, Steve Weinstein starting Hacking for Impact, nonprofits, and Hacking for Local, Oakland, at Berkeley, Hacking for Conservation and Development at Duke followed, Steve Weinstein subsequently spun out versions of Hacking for Oceans at both Scripps and UC Santa Cruz. And for businesses recovering from the pandemic, the teaching team will be offering a Hacking for Recovery class this summer. When they graduate, the Stanford students on these teams have the pick of jobs in startups, companies, and consulting firms. Recognizing the ability of these teams to produce real results 38 members of the venture and private equity community dialed in to these presentations. Every year, they fund several teams as they launch companies. This year, a record of six of the eight teams have decided to continue with their projects to build them into dual-use companies, selling both to the Department of Defense and commercial businesses. Most are applying for H4X Labs, an accelerator focused on building dual-use companies. While Stanford does a formal survey of student reviews of the class, this year we wanted more granular data on how remote learning affected their class experience. While we had heard anecdotal stories about how the class affected the students' perceptions of the Department of Defense, we now had first-hand evidence. The same was true for the life-changing experience of actually doing customer discovery with 100 people. The results reinforced our belief that the class, scaling across the country, was helping to bridge the civilian-military divide while teaching students a set of skills that will last a lifetime. While I authored this blog post, this class is a team project. The teaching team consisted of myself and Pete Newell, retired Army Colonel and ex-director of the Army's Rapid Equipping Force and CEO of BMNT, Joe Felter, 
retired Army colonel and former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for South Asia, Southeast Asia, and Oceania. Steve Weinstein, 30-year veteran of Silicon Valley technology companies and Hollywood media companies. Steve was CEO of Movie Labs, the joint R&D lab of all the major motion picture studios, and he runs H4X Labs. Tom Bedekere, the founder and CEO of AKQA, the leading digital advertising agency. And Jeff Decker, a Stanford social science researcher. Jeff served in the U.S. Army as a Special Operations Light Infantry Squad Leader in Iraq and Afghanistan. Our teaching assistants this year were Nate Simon and Sam Lisbon, both past graduates of Hacking for Defense, and Valeria Recon. A special thanks to the National Security Innovation Network, NSIN, and Rich Carlin, and the Office of Naval Research for supporting the program at Stanford and across the country, as well as Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman. And our course advisor, Tom Byers, Professor of Engineering and Faculty Director, STVP. We were lucky to get a team of mentors, VCs, and entrepreneurs who selflessly volunteered their time to help coach the teams. Thanks to Tom Bash, Teresa Briggs, Rachel Costello, Gus Hernandez, Rafi Holtzman, Katie Tobin, Robert Locke, Kevin Ray, Eric Schrader, Mark Rosekind, Don Peppers, Nina Moorhead, and Daniel Bardenstein. We were privileged to have the support of an extraordinary all-volunteer team of professional senior military officers representing all branches of service attending fellowship programs at Stanford's Hoover Institute and Center for International Security and Cooperation, SISAC, and Asia-Pacific Research Center, APARC, at the Freeman Spogli Institute, FSI, as well as from the Defense Innovation Unit. These included Colonel Smith Hayes, Colonel Leibrecht and LTC Campbell from the Army, Captain Sharman, Captain Romani, Navy, Commander Malzone, Coast Guard, Lieutenant Colonel Lawson, Lieutenant Colonel Hazeltine, and Lieutenant Colonel Cook, U.S. Marine Corps, Lieutenant Colonel Walters and Lieutenant Colonel Tuzel, Air Force, and Mr. Smith, State Department. And of course, a big shout out to our problem sponsors. At InQtel, Mark Breyer and Zig Hampel, U.S. Army, LTC Leo Lybrecht, U.S. Air Force, LTC Doug Sneed, Major Mike Rose of the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, Joe Murray and Major Dan Tadros at Special Operations Command Pacific, Major Paul Morton at the United States Africa Command, Matt Moore, and from the Office of Chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, Major Jeff Budis. Be sure to check out the other Hacking for Defense classes in universities in the U.S. and the U.K. Thanks to everyone. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time. 